Good morning. Court Radio is now in session. Call 215-227-2727. When you've got legal questions, we've got the answers. This is Court Radio. And now here's your host, Dean Weitzman. Well, that's not entirely true. I'm not Dean Weitzman, nor do I play with on TV or radio. My name is Manuel. And I am a member of the firm. We are the erstwhile members of the Dean Weitzman clan when Dean is here or not here. And in this case, he's running behind. So with that in mind, we're going to start the show and wait for Dean to enter. But until that happens, the firm is in full effect. There she is. The beautiful. The brilliant. The stunning. The capable. Sarah. Yes. Oh, good morning, Sarah. Good morning. What if I had said tactic before? We said she. Okay. So I, uh, I, 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 you know, you're right. I don't want to be presumptuous, but. But right. I did say she. That you, was the pronoun. Yes. Yeah, and, so and I, you did I, me right. So just kind of thought. Correctly. That being said, in front of us, the man that keeps the thing to go together, keeps the, keeps us intact, keeps us together. And at times when we need legal advice, my God, a thesaurus. <laughs> A plethora of, of legal information. From where it comes, we do not know. His name is DJ Tactic. Well, uh, well yeah, well, hmm. I've been here for a while, so. For a minute. For a minute. Yeah, how long has it been, really? 14? Um, been with, uh, probably about, about seven, maybe. You could have I passed th- the bar by now. Yeah, you should. Seven. You might as well take yeah, it. Yeah, You might yeah. have done very, very well. I wonder, yeah. does Pennsylvania have the baby bar? <laughs> like Virginia has it, where you don't have to go to law school like the 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 traditional route. You could take a. Are they called like paralegals? That's what Kim Kardashian did, the baby bar, and so you could take the bar. But I think it, that's why they call it the baby bar. Like you get to cut some corners. No, oh, that sounds so much like T-ball. My God. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like tactics would nail it. I feel like we should find this out, and I think we should put a little GoFundMe together and, and get tactics <laughs> and to do go what? do the baby bar. Yeah. So he could be a, a full flesh attorney. And then I can be a baby judge <laughs> in the future. A baby that. judge. I don't know about that. <laughs> All right. Well, you don't have to actually rise. It's the baby judge. Yeah. It's the baby judge. <laughs> Just like raise your hand. Like, what's up? <laughs> baby Judge Jackson. Oh, that sounds like something that needs to be written. But anyway, that being said, um, it was a big week legally. This is a legal show. We do have a guest in studio as we wait for Dean. I'll introduce him in a moment. But guys, we can't escape the elephant in the room. This is huge. This is when I was a boy, Watergate huge. A president, a former president of the United States has officially been indicted by the United States. It's the people of the United States of America versus Donald Trump. This is huge. Wow, this is this, this is big. This isn't Watergate. This is break the dam. This is it. <laughs> this is this is tsunami. This is this this has never been done. This is all new waters. No one knows really what's going to happen, what to do. Uh, I can tell you, having lived through Watergate and one of those nerdy kids that actually sat through it because my parents made me. Uh, he he really has been kind of following that Nixon playbook and he, what he. What Nixon got and what Ford did was the timing was we don't think America is ready for a president to do a crip walk. 
you know, it's not ready. We can't see a president behind bars. We can't see a president in handcuffs. America wasn't ready for that in 71 and 72. You mean 70. a perp walk? A perp walk. That's what I thought. I really I'm sorry, guys. You got you to correct me. You got to correct <laughs> me. Like, There's a lot going on in this head, but but not, we're not ready to see a perp walk. I am. Then, like, but now in 2023, I think America and the world needs to see that happen because democracy, this thing called democracy that the entire world is hoping still works, that we do here, because it it doesn't work anywhere else. If folks are running here, good or bad, they have to see, oh, yeah, no one really is above the law. They, they don't have a king. They don't have a monarchy. This is democracy. There's a president. And, yeah, you can only do but so much. And when I think about the fact that he's got this, he's also got Georgia. He's also got the, the New York DA case. He's also got the, the woman. Well, I forgot her name. I forgot it. I know you're talking about All right, about. but all this stuff is coming up in the midst of a campaign, which if you're paying attention, if you're smart, and if you've seen the three-card Monty Pond game on the street, you understand this is all a big con and grift to keep this guy out of prison. You mean <laughs> you, you got that figured out? A lot of folks got that figured out. Right, but a lot of folks don't have it figured out. Those are the folks still sending the billionaire their money? Well, I mean, he spent over forty, <laughs> 40 million, million in legal fees, <laughs> and that's counting due to donations. So how many of those people that are donating don't know what you're talking about? Oh, it's a lot of them. Because you're not donating to his campaign, you're donating to his legal fund. Yes. So I mean, he's he's continually getting the money. His uh his um polling is off the roof. For, I mean, for, yeah, the for, latest, the, for that side, yeah. The latest polls show that if if Biden and um, forty five was forty six and forty five <clears throat> would come in and uh, you know vote for vote, they'd be tied. Excuse me, folks. I <coughs> they'd for, be tied. There's a term for that. I think it's a Jewish term. It's for Klimt for a moment. A sighting has been made. He has sat in his chair. He has seen the black and white run rundown of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Dean Weinstein. Good morning. Did you catch the conversation as you were coming in? Uh, did I catch the conversation? Ted, uh, about the Trump indictment. No, I did not. An unprecedented event, President Trump possibly, you know. Then he was talking about even though this is all going on, they're polling at what forty three percent a piece, a piece, a piece, yeah. a piece. A guy that's that. been indicted four times, uh, uh, impeached twice. I've spoken to some of those people. What? What? Okay, please <laughs> fill us in. Uh, they, they, we know. We think we know what it is that we go ahead. But go ahead. Yeah, um, it, it's hard for normal people to understand how they think, um, but they believe. Number one, that everything they see or hear that's anti-Trump is a lie. Um, They believe that um, the uh, what he's accomplished, uh, and I use the air quotes on that, uh, far outweighs any negative uh, press that he gets. What did he accomplish? Uh, they will say that he made our country safer. They will say uh, that... As far as the border. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, they will say that uh, the economy was better. 
Now, none of this makes sense because we we we're at three point eight percent now. We we built trillions of dollars of debt we did. under the Trump administration. Don't, they don't think about that. Mm-mm. Uh, and, How about and other they, folks that died about doing COVID? They don't, yeah, no, mm-mm. no. They don't think about that. Nope. None, none of that. None of that. And, and and it would have been far worse had the liberals and and they they abhor the liberals. That's you know, it's not even about Trump. It's about let's not let the liberals get their way anymore. And remember, the big thing is the weaponizing. Of our justice system. Wait a minute. Wait. You the mean, weaponizing. You mean the justice system that got rid of Comey and replaced him? Well, now like, it's, like, like, now it's remember under, that? Right. Now it's under a new administration. The, the, the justice system that got rid of, who was the attorney general that they got rid of and put another one in? That justice system? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Listen, uh, again, you, you're making sense. Oh, I'm making sense. sense. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 So just like yeah. the Talking Heads uh, tour, Stop Making Sense. Dean, yeah. it's all a grift. It's all a con. Yeah, it is. He knows is. he's getting indicted, so he mentions it early, and folks send their money. Yeah, well. Yeah, and, and he lives lavishly in Maryland. Yesterday, I was in a supermarket, and in the supermarket was an elderly man, probably in his mid-70s. Um, and, you know, he was wearing a shirt that said, uh, don't blame me, I voted for Trump. Mm. Hmm. Now, this man doesn't have you know, he did. I mean, he did not appear to be uh, a man of wealth uh, or means or education. All right. Maybe I'm, I'm making a you know, I'm creating an That's image okay. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this is a, a man, Trump, who f- declared four bankruptcies and beat the small businessman who, you know, were sticking shades up on in, in his casinos. He didn't pay people. He did not pay people, and little families went under because of him. They don't know these stories? I, they, I don't understand how they balance How about, this, how about the Central Park? They don't care about the Central Park no, Five. No, they, no, they don't no, even no, care no, about no. that. No. Well, how about the birther uh, allegations? Oh, the, the and, birth oh, certificate. Yeah. 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 They, they, didn't, they didn't like... Uh, 44 anyway. Yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> okay, I, like okay. Obama anyway. there are two things. P.T. Barnum once said there's a sucker born every minute. And, uh, that, th- yes. and, and, and those I folks. I guess that's half the country. And they're proof. And then the other 44%, thing. 44% for sure. Now you know where the origin of the traveling salesman and the farmer's daughter stories come from, people like this. It's, it's re- to, to be conned this badly. This grift has gone on okay, now so, for six so now, years. So let's conclude that 44% refuse they just despite won't do it. any ev- evidence to the contrary they refuse to change their position how come character doesn't matter anymore again we we are <laughs> dealt the hand we have 44% will not change their mind no matter what period period hard stop that's like so <clears throat> what do you do what do you do? You organize and you defeat repeatedly election after election after election because there are 56% of America who are decent, normal human beings. Let's hope. And 56% of Americans have to go to the poll. And remember, he's lost every race since 2016. Hasn't won a thing. Anyone he all supported his, has lost. People. Yes. But 
They'll tell you, yeah, but we got three Supreme Court justices, and look what we and just true did. That. Got true him. that. Got gotcha. him. That, that's got true. Him. We're going to be stuck with a Looney Tunes Supreme Court for quite some time, and one who doesn't have any problem with ethics violations up and down the line. And he's already threatened that all of these cases he's going to try to get to the Supreme Court. Yeah, well— he won't get Georgia to the Supreme Court. Because that's a state. Yeah, it's a state court action. Yeah. Well, Dean, we can go on and on. Yes, we can. We have a guest um, in the studio this morning. We're, you know, we're still a year away from an election, so, um, uh, you, know, let's, uh, you know, let's pace ourselves because it's going to be tiring. Uh, folks, I'm here. We're in the studio. Um, if you've got a call... If you've got a legal issue, you need to make the call now, 215-227-2727. You want to jump in on our conversation? Feel free. If, you want, if you've got that legal question you've been pondering all week, you know, um, I, I always get calls from people, and a lot of the calls deal with property damage. Property let, me, damage. let me just say this. If your car got crashed into while you were sleeping and you run outside and it's destroyed – you don't need a personal injury attorney um, because, you know, the key word there is injury, <laughs> injury. Your car injury doesn't count. Um, and so you're going to have to figure out how to bring that claim in small claims court or municipal court or the district justice in your in your neighborhood and seek justice on your own because otherwise an attorney – in America, attorneys get paid whether you win or lose by the party that hires them. And if you've got $5,000 in property damage and your attorney charges you 3000 to take the action and bring it to court, you're in no better shape than you were before the attorney got involved. So um, that's a, the type of case where I encourage my listeners – to bring the action in municipal court, and we can give you a lesson on that at another time. But if you have one of those cases, you're probably going to be out on your own to represent yourself. 215-227-2727. We have a guest in the studio. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, Kashif Jones. Did I pronounce Kashif correctly? Yes. Kashif. Yes. Kashif Jones. Welcome to Court Radio. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. Kashif is the founder of the anti-violence nonprofit group called Relentless Community Development. And we're going to learn about his organization today. We're taking your calls. Again, 215-227-2727. Kashif, tell us about yourself. Where did you grow up? What part of the city are you from? I'm from, like, Feltonville, Albany area. Feltonville. Played soccer at the Feltonville Rec. Um, I was uh, really bad <laughs> at soccer. Yes, <laughs> really. I was a, a chubby, you know, short kid. And did you like soccer? Uh, not really. Not no. Not okay. really. It wasn't my thing. Because <laughs> what he wasn't messy. He was messy. Yeah, <laughs> with a Y. That's with correct. A y. <laughs> um, but you know, it brought me down to Feltonville. So um, that's what Kashif and I have uh, in common. Did you ever play in the Feltonville Rec? Yeah, I felt that every sport there. Yeah. Every sport. Right. Me, me and you both. Right. I was always the kid who they had to take because that was the last one <laughs> left. <laughs> First and last basketball game I ran the wrong way. With the 
<laughs> Get cheap. No, this way. Well, does that have something to do with how, you know, did that begin your problems maybe? Yeah. You weren't you weren't fitting in. You weren't, you know. Not too much of not fitting in. Yeah. It was more like, you know, the living. The living. It's a struggle. It's a struggle being in a single parent home. Yeah. You know, and what years are we talking about? I'm born '86, so okay, so the late, 90s, yeah, '90s, okay, yeah, by yeah '86, I was uh, already uh, in law school. Mm. Yeah, so um, the struggle as a young parent. So being a young parent's not a good thing, then. Yeah, brothers and sisters. Yeah, plus with siblings. Yeah, the most part. It start probably not, I wouldn't say not fitting in, but, you know, you might come to school dressed, your clothes not up to par as everybody else's. So, so you want to get you want to get some money? For me, that's where it always started. Yeah, money, 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 money. I need I need money. I want I, I got to I got to pull myself up out of this morass I'm in and nobody else is doing it for me. So I got to get money. Where were you in the pecking order? Oldest, youngest, middle? I was the oldest boy. Okay. So I have a sister that's older than me. All right. I had other siblings by my father. But in that household, it was me, my older sister, my younger sister, and my younger brother. And uh, eventually, it brought you into the criminal justice system. Uh, how so, and, and how did that what happened? career develop? So I started getting in trouble probably 12 arrested for the first time over trying to get some money. How did that feel getting arrested at 12? Because uh, I, I think um, f- if I had gotten arrested at 12, I feel like I would feel a real gigantic sense of shame and embarrassment to my mom, to my family. Um, I would feel like... A- a- they, like like I had, you know, I had seriously messed up. W- where's the mindset of a 12-year-old in Kashif's head in at 90s. that time? Yeah. It was just a little bit of, uh, when you feel like you need something, mm-hmm. it really don't matter the consequences. So it was a necessity. Like, a lot of people never opened their refrigerator at home, and the only thing was in there was like an onion and a half a jar of mayonnaise. Right, so right. You really don't have no options. Optionless. At least in in your mind. In your in mind. mind. In your mind in is mind. the key at that time. Um where did it eventually lead you? So it started out, you know, probably stealing from stores, selling the stuff, then it went to drugs. Selling drugs. And that's where it really stopped at. I was a drug dealer in those days. But ultimately, you were convicted of manslaughter. Yes. What was what was up with that? What what happened? Well, two thousand nine, I walked into a grocery store, came out, and was uh, approached by some men, probably five or six, and they was trying to uh, rob me. I ended up telling them like the cops coming and. Turned it around, I ended up sh- shooting and killing one person, 
and shooting it, injuring another. You had a gun? Yes. Where'd that come from? The streets. How hard was it to get? It's never hard to find a gun. Not, not in the 90s, not in 2000, no time. Yeah, no. really. And and you're about, now you're well, how old now? I'm 37 years old. No, now. then, oh, when that happened. When that happened, I was 22. So he's 22. He first he was first incarcerated at 12. Right. So he's this got is, a 10-year crime history. Right, so this this becomes a way of life. And I guess at some point in your mind, you're like, you know, eventually something's going to pop. Something's going to happen. Yeah. And you're going out day to day, getting your grind doing, doing whatever you got to do, and this. The issues don't stop. Life don't stop. You're going to grind. You're doing money. You're making money the way you're making money. Life issues don't stop. And there's got to be, and this never comes up, you know, there's a lot of trauma going on in your life, man. There's, there's, and it's never addressed. And it's, it's stressful nights, sleepless nights, solving problems every day. It's a buildup inside of you. There's How not, are you dealing with all of that? You know, growing up in the hood, I, I right, say, right. You gotta be strong. It's, it's no, it's no room to be, to be, you know, with no, like you gotta, you had just had to be so, strong. Right. And, and that's every day. Every as soon day. as you wake up till you go to sleep, you all day, every day. This is life. This is life. Man, that's that's not a good way to live. No, it's not. <laughs> but I and there's like how. Had no choice. Well, how do you know? There is a choice. He feels like he has no right, choice. Right. But that's where I start. That's what. That's what got me here today. Mm-hmm. Realizing the ignorance is the ignorance of not knowing how to do it the right way, and that's where we come with relentless. That's where relentless derived from. Because so, I figured it out. How did you figure it out? And how how are you different? Because. There are many men who spend – you spent 10 years in prison on your manslaughter charge. Is that correct? 11. 11. 11 okay. years, three months. All right. Let's okay. not – Okay. <laughs> 11 years, three months in prison. A lot of people come out. Right. And they took a pause for 11 years, three months, and they get right back on the merry-go-round. Um, what makes you different? What happened in those 11 years, three months? Uh, see, I was found guilty of manslaughter, but I was facing life. Mm. So once I was found not guilty of life, of murder, first degree, and third degree murder, I knew I was coming home. So it was like, you know this time going to go by. There's no need to even dwell on being in prison. Let's worry about getting home. Worry about what you're going to do when you get home. So I just planned and stuck to that. While you were still incarcerated? While I was in prison, yes. Okay. But your mindset changed, right? I mean, you were no longer willing to do the things you did that got you there in the first place. Why? How did that change? Coming home, well, first, just knowing that it's somebody that had the power to send you to prison for life. Yeah. They can go ahead and say, I sentence you to life in prison, then go drink coffee afterwards. That right there alone should, uh, an average person should understand that, you know, it, it got to be something better to do. You ain't going through that again. No. I don't like, right, right. At all. So. so it was getting that close to spending every day of the rest of your life in prison, but having the opportunity to change that outcome that 
changed you from the criminal pre it sounds like the moment for you happened while you were incarcerated. Yes. When you said to yourself, okay, never again. And that was when you, 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 your case, you didn't get life. You found out while you were incarcerated, you didn't get life. Your trial went the way it needed to go. You said, when I get out of here, boom, boom, boom. That's basically what happened. Yes, for the most part, yes. But you need tools to do that, you know, um, which brings us to relentless community development. What is it, and what's its purpose in life? You said you started planning. So so Relentless Community Development is an organization that's founded by me. So I got tired of seeing what was going on, all the shootings and killings that's going on in the city. And, you know, a person like me that been through it, I feel like if I give them the little bit of knowledge I have, the like the, uh, as a diversion tactic, the the really you know whatever you got going on now that's that's negative, you can you can use that for positive to continue to do what you're trying to do. So for me, seeing what's going on, I said it's something that I could teach these kids. I fit in more. Let me let me start this organization so I could try to reach the kids from going out there doing the same things I did. Right. Did you did you begin this in jail? I mean, yeah, I came up with the idea in prison. Okay. Um, and how do you in, how do you roll it out? Like, how does how does the service you offer get presented, and to whom does it get presented? Mostly social media. So if you uh, follow us on Relentless underscore CDORG, you'll see a lot of things we've done. For the most part, we do uh, a lot of giveaways. Like for uh, the end of the summer, we did a day of fun with no gun. We gave out 300 pairs of sneakers, had a carnival, uh, flamethrowers, clowns, dancers, all in the ring. It rained on there, and we didn't stop. Uh, I appreciate Jazzy the Clown because she she just stuck it out. We do uh, what I call side hustle workshops. So I might my my father's a DJ. He'll come in, teach the kids how to DJ. That way, they have a way to make money on the side. A friend of mine's Devetta. She uh she do knotless braids. She teach the girls how to do that. Another way to make money in a positive way. Mm. So we do mostly things like that. And the ultimate goal is to create a creative content center. Like a lot of kids is uses social media for negative ways. So I feel like if I if I had a space with all with, with all the equipment that's needed to create content and the kids can just come for free, create content in a professional way and then leave that'll work because you tell them. You're you're playing the content. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's um, okay. Real, um, quick question. Um, what is the average age of the kids that you're mentoring? So as for me personally, the kids that I talk to, they more preteens and up. Okay. And how do they get in touch? How do they find out about you? I mean, how are you how are you marketing your your so we do most organization? Of our, we do most of the marketing on social media. I'm looking at some of it now. And uh, so I started a clothing. Well, let me step back. So the organization is founded by me. I partnered with the judge that sent me to prison. Okay. Whoa, how did that happen? Yeah. So when I first started the organization. Who was that judge? 
uh, Benjamin Lerner. Judge Lerner, I know that name. Yeah, he used to be the uh, chief of the um, defenders unit yeah. in Philadelphia. Yeah, then so, took the bench. So he was my sentencing trial judge. I, uh, he the one who found me guilty of manslaughter, sent me to prison for uh, eight to sixteen years. I ended up doing eleven years on the eight to sixteen. Well, when I got home, like I said, I got tired of what was going on. I started the organization. I was reaching out to any and everybody. Seems like nobody wanted to help. Said, who could I who could I reach out to that got connections? Well, I remember the judge is always saying like, if you do the right thing when you come home, just reach out and I'll help you. Whatever. You so actually did it. I called this bluff. <laughs> oh wow! <clears throat> was he surprised? I think he was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was. And uh, but but he was a man of his word. He was a man of his word. He been there ever since. In the time where, you know, I've reached out to everybody, but it takes the person that sent me to prison to say, look, if if you feel like I did you bad there, I'm going to help you this way. That's a great story, man. And as far as, like, you know, I did that to show we want all this this violence to stop. A lot of kids is, you know, how how could you want it to stop if we not uniting? Mm. You expect them to stop shooting each other, and you want them to unite. So us as leaders, we have to show the same thing. So who's one of the best people for me to unite with that I felt, you know, or a lot of people felt was done wrong? The judge that sent me to prison, I went through the worst time of my life there. You know what folks want to know? And as a person that's been an activist at a certain time and has passed it on to the next generation to do it, they want to know, you were 12, you were incarcerated for the first time, but everyone says the same thing about this particular generation. I don't understand this generation. They're different. This is something about them. I don't get it. What is on the mindset? If you had to describe it to people who don't know, what's going on in the minds of these 12-year-olds, 14-year-olds, in these shootings and everything? What would, how would you describe it? Well, well wait. I'm going to have him answer that, but we got to take a quick two-minute break. So Kashif Jones is here, who's founded the anti-violence nonprofit group, Relentless Community Development. He spent... 11 years, three months in jail, and he's here to share his story. We'll be back in two minutes. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly Lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly Lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly Lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. 
I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. legal answers here's more court radio with your host dean weitzman Yes, of course we are. Welcome back. I'm Dean Weitzman, your host of Court Radio every Saturday morning from 9 to 10, right here on 100.3 WRNB. And Classics 107.9. Hey, hey. There you go. I, I want to give you the opportunity to plug Classics. Okay. Because well. you're, you're a classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I know you are, but what are you? What is that? What is that? Exactly. You know, I feel like I'm the baby of, uh, baby of the bunch most of the time. Uh, yeah. Baby judge. Yeah, here we yeah, go. Yeah, I'm baby judge. Baby judge. <laughs> I'm baby Cause they, boss. Because um, Sarah was talking about they have a baby bar. A baby bar? A baby bar? Said somewhere. Said, said the, the, the producers heard so. So um, Kim, like Kim Kardashian is, uh, passed the baby, the baby bar. The baby bar. The baby bar. Which I said is like the T-ball league of, uh, of I law school. I don't know school. what a baby bar is. Thank you. Sounds like yeah. a candy bar. Yeah. Baby roof, maybe. But no, I don't know what a baby bar is. Uh, yeah, I'd have to, I'm going to have to look into that. But anyway, we have Kashif Jones here. Kashif um, founded a... Um, nonprofit organization called Relentless Community Development. We're learning about that. But before we get back to Kashif, let's let's get some of our callers' okay. questions answered. How about Elise on line two? Oh, Elise, welcome to Court Radio. Good morning, Elise. Elise. Good morning, Elise. Good morning. How are you? All right, here we're, we go. We're doing well, thank you. Uh, what's yeah, your I'm question? Yeah, this show. Yes. Um, it, I'd like to... Uh, you got to turn your radio off. I know. I'm not supposed to... I haven't called into the station for so long. I know I'm not supposed to listen. But my question <laughs> is, um, how would one... Say, for instance, I want to... Uh, give a property, a home to a child, and I want to do it without everybody paying taxes that are ridiculous. You know, the easy way, I guess that's my question. Well, um, okay, you can gift the property to your child, um, and to do that, you have uh, the deed prepared where you exchange the property from yourself Assuming you're the sole owner to your, let's say, your daughter. Um, is that a sole question? 
Yeah, that is a, well, it's a saw task. Mm-hmm. Um, give the office a call, Elise, uh, the number you called for the court radio show today. and um, Can she add the child to the lease? I mean, not lease, um, to the deed. So she that can add a, it yeah. so that she right, can add her daughter um, so that when you pass it becomes hers, or you can just give it to her outright now. Mm. Yeah, gifted. Uh, either way. Um but you want to make sure that you have your uh, the the deed document prepared properly, so that there are no problems down the line. Uh, and for that, give Saul a call at the office at two one five two two seven twenty seven twenty seven, and he'll be happy to. After this show is over, yeah, he'll be happy to assist you in that, Elise. Okay, so that's the route I have to take, uh, uh, talk to a lawyer and then documents and so forth. Yeah, okay, I needed to know how it was done. Yeah. He's going to prepare. I appreciate that. He'll prepare yeah. a document for you, Elise. Um, He's the called, best. It's called a deed. All right? Deed. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, thank you. Keep up the good work. Thank you, And uh, tell that young man uh, he's doing a great job because I really want to know why people are killing each other. He hears no you. Reason. Thank mean, you. I appreciate that. All right. Right. We're going to. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Take care, Elise. All right. One more. Let's talk to uh, Mike on line four. Don't we know where they are? Hello. Good, Good morning. How are you doing? Michael, where are you from? I'm in West Philadelphia right now. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, hey. Brooklyn New York. in the house. Brooklyn. Yeah. You brought a question. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And how are you from <laughs> What is your question, Michael? All right. I got a question and a comment about the Trump thing. I'll start with the question first, if you don't mind, real fast. Uh, I want to go into an auction, and they gave me 48 hours to actually finish something off. But the actual window of 48 hours that they gave me was 10 to 1. So it didn't even add to 40 hours. It was actually open for like three hours. Is that actually <laughs> legal? Or am I bounded to those three hours to be able to do, pay the 48 hours? Okay, so uh, that would depend on the actual language of the document you signed. I I would have to read that document. But typically speaking, if if somebody says you have 48 hours to um, do X, Y, or Z, the 48 hours is not 48 continuous you know, 48 working hours. So you don't turn 48 hours. Let's say the business is open eight hours a day. You don't turn 48 hours into six days. Okay. It's, it's, you got 48 hours from the time you sign this document, but we're only open eight hours. Or in your case, we're only open three hours. You got to do it within the time that you have. Now, you could, within 48 hours, sign the document, transfer the money. Whether they're open or closed, there may be a method to do that. Um, and in which case, you'd have 48 hours. But the the mechanics of that, if they have to be open, if there's no way for you to send money or sign documents other than that three-hour window, then I would say – uh, you're probably out of luck if you went beyond the the time that they were open. But again, with the caveat that the document controls your relationship. And this is the important part of this instruction for you and for all my other listeners. 
read the document carefully. That document is the only controlling document as between you and the other party. It's a contract. And if the contract is ambiguous, Michael, it is decided against the party who drafted it. Not you, them. So if there is some ambiguity in that contract, it's decided in your favor. And if you believe that it is ambiguous, then you take them to court and you show the court the document and you you make your argument that you had 48 hours, which would have been, um, I don't know, about a month worth of days if they're only open three hours a day. Um, and the court will decide that. But again, it's the document that controls completely your relationship. Any ambiguity decided against the drafter of the document, which is in your favor. Michael, I think I've answered that question the best I can without actually reading the document. What's your comment? What's your comment on Trump? Yeah, I was listening to what you were saying. Like I said, I'm 52, so I was back to understand what you were saying about when people didn't see the real things that was happening, like when his father stopped him and then gave him, he had to earn his own money and stuff like that and things like that. So I kind of understand the format that he stands on and the picture that he sets forth that they stand behind. Because he's standing, he's showing forth, okay, where old money now is letting new money live. And... We need, like you say, it's funny how you say the cause that's dealt. We need to understand the cause that's being dealt in this world to understand how we can play our hand better. Yeah, well, that's sort of like that's sort of like my contract argument. You know, <laughs> you got to know what the hand you were dealt. You got to know what the document says. Really? Michael, thank you for calling Court Radio. Have a great Saturday and. Um, Welcome to Philadelphia. Brooklyn. 215-227-2727. You got a legal issue? I probably have the answer. Probably. Well, most likely. Yeah, most likely. Kashif. We had a question raised prior yes. to the break. What was the question, Manny? What is on the minds of this generation of 12, 13, 14-year-olds who are now, we are hearing, so often involved in violent crime and shootings and murders? What would you say having, and, and, and right now dealing with them right now, what would you say? How would you answer that? Like a lot of the kids that I talk to, they say that there's nobody older in school it's not a lot of people my age that been through what they've been through that's out there trying to show them a better way. Hmm. So they lost. And they the person they got to look up to is only three years, maybe four years older than them. So a 13-year-old is following after a 16-year-old hmm. that don't have no guidance. No support system no at all. No support home. system, no guidance. None of the people, you know, that come from where I come from, in my age bracket, a lot of us not doing what we supposed to, you know, being old heads, going to them, talking to them, stop being scared of them. You know, yeah, them that's know. a thing, though. Folks What's the thing? You, well, they're afraid they're, to approach. How do you broach the subject? How do you approach these young kids? I got cats now that are afraid of these teenagers, man. Or, or even, or even a better question. It's like you know, at the age in which they're about to choose the streets, you're intersecting before they get to the streets how do you make that approach 
you know, before, you know, while they're in that transition of. How about, about middle? It's about middle school age yeah. is when it's happening. No, yeah. but I mean, you know, how do, how do. Right. How do you broach the subject? How do, how do you, you, how do you socialize, interact with them? What, how do you, how do you get them on, get, well, get them to a place where you can already, have a conversation? They're already enticed by the money. Let's start with how do we stop children from having children? Because the real problem That's here, an age old question. Okay. The, the real problem here is that they're growing up without having moms and dads who have an education, who have a job, and they're feeling like they have to go out on the streets to earn money because there's an onion and mayonnaise in the refrigerator. Okay, so like we got to start before that. You know, I think we got to put like, uh, you know, um, well, I think what he there's said no true. set way. There's no set way to approach it. See, that was for me. For me, it was only an onion and half a jar of mayonnaise. But some of these kids they got have both parents in the house. They living good. They just one is nobody that's guiding them. Hmm. Well, hmm. they're not living good then, because if they were living good, they'd have a parent. They'd have parents that were taking them to after-school programs. When I said good, I meant like financially. Okay, so they have the financial wherewithal, but they no don't guidance, have no the guidance. So that's where it all starts. The guidance. Nobody really educated. Like for me, if I knew that it was a way to make five thousand dollars legally with two phone calls, back when I was selling drugs, you think I would have sold drugs? I don't know. No, probably no. not. <laughs> At all. I wouldn't. How would you have made five thousand legally with two phone calls? So I have a car lot with a garage. One young lady bring her car to the garage, transmission going. She have a warranty. Warranty gonna give me sixty three hundred dollars to fix that transmission. I make two calls. Junkyard for one transmission, seven hundred dollars. The next call, three hundred dollars for somebody to put it in. I didn't touch that car, but right. I made fifty three hundred dollars. You you were you were the middleman. And mm-hmm. and you middled that into a fifty three hundred dollar profit, and that was smart. But that's the same thing you do in the drug game. You middlemen, right? This is is this a different commodity? It's a legal commodity. A legal commodity. And then back to the like I was telling you, that's why I partnered with the judge because I feel like us we visual. We got to see it first. If we don't see it, we really don't believe it. The only thing people believe that they don't see is error. I partner with the judge, not only for uh, his resources, but it, it make people see that we're not playing and we want some type of change. Come to find out, he from Feltonville, too. <laughs> oh. Stop. Wow, we all started in Feltonville. Feltonville. And he grew up at, uh, we went to the same schools, played at the same playground. Just a 40. What school did you go to? I went to uh, Central East, Barton. I went to a lot of schools. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to a lot of schools. But yeah, so so you started in the same place, but he ended up much different. But that's that's why I said that was my story, cause I, mind you, I have siblings. They didn't all follow you. Yeah, so that's just that was my one. That was the way I figured. That's why I say there's no right way to approach it. Are any of your siblings involved in your nonprofit? Yeah, everybody helps. Okay, so it's a family affair. Yeah, we just started, so. We, we knew going on a year. Only on one year. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, let's take a caller from uh, West Philly, line two, Carol. Hey, Carol, welcome to Court Radio. Thanks for being a part of the show. Yes, good morning. I would like to say good morning to all you gentlemen. And Kashif, I am so proud of you. Uh, 
I um, donate and how do I volunteer to help you? And so I just want to, always want to help but don't know how. Hmm. So please um, tell me how do I volunteer? Yeah. You need a moment. Yeah, she wants to know how how can she help? How can she get in touch with you? Could Website. She... Uh, you could, you can just call me. 215-520-1100. Say it again. 215-520-1100. Okay, great. How'd you get that number? It was meant to happen. No, because I got 215-520-7300. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> it's a whole lot of felt, it's a whole lot of Feltonville going in. That's what's going on, Feltonville. <laughs> Uh, Carol, um, you know, I, I hear the emotion in your voice, and mm-hmm. you brought out emotion in Kashif's voice. Um, and that's a positive thing for a Saturday morning yes. uh, in Philly. Yes. And so I, I want to thank you for calling in, and um, you got Kashif's number now. Okay, great. Listen, um, I, excuse me for that, but I'm a former police officer, and... Um, a former correction officer. Mm. So I know what he's been through. I've seen mm. it. Yep. So thank you. I'll give you a call. <clears throat> All right. Thank you. Thank you, Carol. Wow. Everybody's tearing up. Um, listen, you know, it, it, there's so much bad crap out there all the time that we're inundated with in the news that it's nice to hear a positive vibe. And... Um, and people respond. So I, I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, the the organization is going to get um, a shot in the arm. For, you know, and I hope the city gets behind him, too. They're listening. Yeah. yeah. I hope the city gets behind him, you know, um, with funding. So what we do, it's kind of hard for me to get funded from the city because I work in city council. So What don't you do? What do you mean? <laughs> Wait, back oh, up. Huh? Hold the bricks. <laughs> I work in city council. In council for I, a council I, person. I, I'm a clothing manufacturer. No, I'm, I'm as of right now. I no longer work in city council. Like I was working in city council for the last few months. So uh, June 20th I stopped, but it was a great experience. Uh, you know, being down there helping people. Yeah, I worked in city council uh, for councilwoman Sharon Vaughn. Okay. Uh huh. And I definitely appreciate her for giving me that shot. Cause you know people coming from where I come from, been. Me just being able to go to City Hall every day was, like, great. Yeah. What we do for uh, Relentless, like, the help funding, we started a clothing line, which is called Modern Language. So a portion of the proceeds for all the uh, outfits we have, short sets, sweatsuits, dresses, kids and adults, you can go on Modern underscore Language Philly. And, you know, whenever you purchase something, it benefits the organization. So that's how we are able to, you know, do sneaker giveaways and, you know, uh, coat drives and do these classes, these workshops. And like I said, we looking forward to raise enough money to start the um, Creative Content Center. And I feel like somebody like YouTube, like if you YouTube listening, reach out because I feel like we can work together great with that. I tell you, he's brought some swag in studio, everybody, and it's really nice. These outfits are nice. The material yeah, is great. Yeah, good material. Really uh, nice. Listen, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with Kashif Jones uh, in two minutes. Have at it for the sponsors. 
I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call my Philly lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly lawyer, when winning matters most. When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly Lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly Lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly Lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. Legal Answers. Here's more Court Radio with your host, Dean Weitzman. Yes. Good morning and welcome back. I'm Dean Weitzman, your host of Court Radio. Every Saturday morning, right here at 100.3 WRMB. And Classics 107.9. There you go. That's our dance. That who we be. We joined in the studio by with Kashif Jones. Kashif spent some time in prison, about 11 years worth of time, and it uh, dawned on him that there may be a better way to approach life. He got out and, from everything I see, turned his life 180 degrees around. Man, listen. Paying yeah. his life experience forward. He is involved in many um, pursuits? business pursuits. Pretty yes, enterprising he is. gentleman. He is. He's designed a clothing line, um, which has helped fund his nonprofit. Uh, he's been, I understand, uh, working at city council for a period of time and um, is into car repairs. Um, and uh, I, He's into car something. Car sales? Car repairs? Flipping. Yeah. You're a yeah. flipper? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> um, what he is is a very enterprising young man who used the skills that he rose to, I don't even say criminal fame, but he used those criminal skills for more legal pursuits and figured it out, so to speak. In his own words. Street he, smarts. He figured it out. The street smarts, he figured it out. And he applied it legally, and he's flourishing. He's growing. 
Not everybody does. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to make sure less people follow the old Kashif and more people follow the new one. And we asked him, what's on the mind of these kids, on these, these 12 years old, these 12 year olds, these 14 years old? And he explained that one of the things they need is support systems. They need, they need some guidance, even whether they have a single-parent home or a two-parent home. There's still no enough guidance they isn't the, taking place. They need the right guidance. And relentless community development <laughs> is the place to find the guidance. And, Kashif, there are people like Carol who called in who will donate maybe time, efforts, and or money to this organization. How do they do that? What's the best way for them to get in contact with you? The best way is by calling me. I answer every phone call. 215-520-1100. Instagram. 215-520-1100. 215-520-1100. And you're going to get Kashif on the other end of that line who's going to spend some time talking to you and figuring out how you can help his organization get kids the guidance they need to stay out of jail and to become productive members of the city of Philadelphia's community. Is there there a base that you operate from? He's about to get the IG address. Not right now. Okay. We, We mostly do a lot of things at Feltonville Recreational Center. Okay. But you like you can follow us on Instagram, relentless underscore C D O R G. Relentless underscore C D O R G. Also, if you want to help us by you know, help support what we got going on, purchase some products from Modern Language. Modern underscore language Philly. Modern underscore language Philly, or just call me. Two one five five two zero eleven hundred. There you go. Um, I wish you well, Kashif, um, in all of your uh, projects. I thank you for coming on Court Radio today. I hope we've made a small difference in uh, the trajectory of, you know, the relentless community development. Um, and maybe you can come back with some of the kids who you've made a difference in their lives. Come back with some of the kids, and I'll bring Judge Learner with me, too. Ooh. All right. Ben Lerner has um, been a part of your your story. Um, he a put you part. in jail, yeah. and he's helped um, to keep you out and, and to put you on a, a, in a new path afterwards. He's a really great guy. Yeah, I appreciate him for that. And uh, I wish everybody in the city, we can all come together. You know. Well, in your way, you've helped to do that mm-hmm. um, because this is a positive story, and we hear so much negativity that once in a while the positive has to outweigh the negative um, we started negative by talking about trump and um Who? i would like to see us get beyond that and to come back together maybe for the first time uh, you know in a way that we haven't come together in the past um maybe it's the beginning of a new beginning so um, with that, I think uh, we're just about out of time. Folks, if you have a legal issue, um, why don't you send me an email to dean at my Philly lawyer? Um, I'd be happy to answer it. Um, I do my best to answer all the emails I get every week. He does. Um, and I also would invite you all, every last one of my many court radio listeners, to follow me on TikTok 
My Philly Lawyer, um, because there's some great content there that is an inside look into the life of Dean Weitzman and My Philly Lawyer. What a life it is. Man, Man listen. listen. <laughs> I'm uh, Robin Leach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I got, and I got a boat. <laughs> Have you seen the boat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've seen the boat. The boat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Follow me on TikTok. I want to see f- at least five new TikTok followers today from Court Radio listeners. Have a great day, guys, and I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Can the boat... 